Hi friends, I'm Tierney. And I'm Shelby. And we're Dead, Dead Drunk. Drunk. What's up? Uh, not much. Going the same. I'm. I'm not. <laughs> I have no drive to do anything anymore. I'm just like, uh. I know. I've been feeling not motivated. I finally like went to the post office yesterday. I hadn't been anywhere in like two months, and I went to the post office to mail um packets to my students. I spent like a hundred dollars. It was fantastic. Wow. But. You know, educating the youth of America. What are you going to do? That's important. I'm doing yeah. less important is work. <laughs> <laughs> is it important? No, I'm just kidding. I did. Yesterday I spent, um, oh, it was only 10 minutes. No, it wasn't. I had 10 more minutes left in my day. So my boss was like, you have 10 minutes. And then we got off the Zoom call. And it was just to find e-cards. Because because <laughs> <laughs> it's my coworker's birthday this week. That's Happy the important birthday, stuff. Amanda. <laughs> It was happy super birthday, Amanda. happy birthday, Amanda, Amanda, if you're listening. <laughs> All right, I'm just really excited to get into this case. Yeah, let's honestly. get to it. Um, so my friend Jordan, shout out Jordan. I know you're probably listening because you've been asking me when this episode's going to come out. Um, the other day, like he knows I've had this podcast for like how long. And the other day we were hanging out and he was just like, oh, did I ever tell you about like this guy from this reality show I used to watch? And I was like no and he like launched into this fascinating story he's like i don't know if you could use this on the podcast or not i'm like what of course i'm gonna use this on the podcast are you kidding like how did you sit on this story for so long and never tell me um so like as i was researching i was like texting him with my questions (laughs) and like he was sending me links to stuff yeah so shout out jordan if you're listening thank you for your help with this episode i'm really excited to tell it for the drink today I made a shot that I'm calling the I love money shot. And you will, when we get into the case, you'll know why it's called the I love money shot. It's a green shot and it's delicious. And I've had about four of them. And what you're going to do is use tequila, triple sec and sour apple pucker. I just did equal parts of each, shook it up and then put it in a shot glass and it's delicious. (laughs) So, cheers. I'm going to take one really quick. It's so green. (laughs) I know. It's so delicious. We used Milagro. I want to shout out Katie because Milagro is her favorite. I feel like we never actually talked about Katie. (laughs) Like, we kind of just never said anything. People have commented, yes, she's still our friend. I literally was on FaceTime with her yesterday. Um, She just has a lot of stuff going on. And hopefully we will have her in... A new segment yeah, coming she's up. she's up for it. And, yeah, but she's still our friend, so stop <laughs> harassing us. Well, nobody's harassing us. <laughs> stop asking. We love Katie still. We're hoping to have her on soon. She just she's is a busy a woman. We're, we're not. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not. We have plenty of time to just spend money and talk about murder. She has, like, actual yeah. adult things going on. So. So, yeah. Having said that, I want to jump into the case. So, are you ready? Drink up, dead drunkies. 
Okay, so this story, as you probably saw from the title, is the murder of Jasmine Fiore. And our story begins back in the day of reality TV on VH1. Of course, there are still some shows on the network, such as a personal favorite of mine, RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> However, there used to be many more trashy reality shows where people would compete for love or money. Like Next! Yeah, <laughs> Next was on MTV. I loved Next, though. I don't care where it was. It's gone now. <laughs> I, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was When you said reality TV and you said I love money, I immediately thought, oh, I miss Next. Yeah, Next was the I'm best. Mi- I also loved Parental Control on MTV. Oh, I think I watched that, too, but I can't remember. All I want to see again is one guy go through how hopeful he is and tell you all about his surfing background and how cool and muscular he is and then step off the bus just for the girl to immediately go, next. Next. <laughs> yeah, parental control was the one when um, the parents would hate the boyfriend or girlfriend, and so they would set their own child up on different dates and make the kid oh, watch. Oh, yeah. And then the, the boyfriend <laughs> or girlfriend would have to watch, right? And like, oh, that was yeah. amazing. <laughs> that was my favorite. Um, but yeah, those are MTV. VH1 had shows like Flavor of Love, A Shot at Love with Tila Tequila, I Love New York, Rock of Love. Oh, okay. I definitely used to watch those. Eventually, a contestant from Rock of Love named Megan Hauserman was given her own show because of a comment that she had made on the show. She said on Rock of Love that she wanted to be a trophy wife one day, and they kind of took it and ran with it and gave her her own show, Megan Wants a Millionaire. So like, (laughs) like all the other shows, similar to the hit ABC classic, The Bachelorette, men would compete for Megan's heart But the twist in this case was that all of them were millionaires. So they had to have a net worth of more than a million (laughs) dollars. It's so crazy. It's like, sign me up. (laughs) But it was funny. I was watching clips of it and um, like, like these old men would go on it. And like, there was this one old man that went on it that was like, can you teach me how to tan? (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, so one of the men that was competing for Megan's heart on Megan Wants a Millionaire was Canadian-born Ryan Jenkins. Ryan quickly became the villain of the show, bullying other contestants and overall just being really unlikable. However, Megan took a liking to Ryan, and he reportedly made it all the way to the finale. According to Megan, she wanted to pick him in the end. However, producers convinced her that it wouldn't fit the storyline if he won. And so she ended up eliminating him, and he reportedly came in third on the show. I say reportedly here because the end of Megan's season never actually aired on VH1. We will talk about why later. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm just so excited. This sounds so crazy. So crazy. It literally. Again, I can't believe Jordan sat on this story for so long and didn't tell me. Sorry. It makes me question, like, why doesn't Boston Rob have a show yet? Does he? (laughs) Should I be watching him somewhere? I'm not going to watch Survivor (laughs) again because it's the same thing. It's just 50 million years old now. So like, (laughs) yeah. Um, So Megan actually recently, like three weeks ago, opened up about all of this on a podcast called Talk of Love with Lacey Scholes, who I believe was also on Rock of Love. And then she later was on I Love Money. Um, But we'll get to that. She opened up about how devastated she was to eliminate Jenkins. She discussed how she planned to call him after wrapping the show, explain everything that the producers kind of made her eliminate him and try to get back together with him. She at the time only had three more days of filming at the time that she eliminated him to which she said, quote, what could happen in three days? 
Oh my gosh. Nobody should ever say that. That's like, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. <laughs> the worst hasn't happened yet. Uh, three days later, when Megan called Jenkins, he told her that he had, quote, met the love of his life in Vegas. Just days after he left the show, Ryan Jenkins married 28-year-old model Jasmine Fiore in Las Vegas. Jenkins met Fiore in a casino. He had asked her for her phone number, and along with her number, she plugged her birthday into his phone, which is kind of weird, but like whatever. When he looked at it, he realized that they had the same birthday and thought that it was a sign from the universe that they were meant to be together. And so he was taking the whole rejection on national television thing really, really well. Oh, yeah. No, when he had talked, he when he ended up talking to Megan, he told her, like, look, I was so upset. I just went straight to the casino and drank and gambled. And I met Jasmine and she's the love of my life. When Megan talks about it, she's kind of like she. When she talked to him, he was so upset because he thought that everything that she had told him was a lie. And he thought that their whole relationship had been fake, which it wasn't to her. But she had kind of told him before he was eliminated that she wanted him to win and she was going to pick him. So when he got eliminated, it was very emotional. They were both crying, again, according to her, because it never aired. Mm -hmm. And he thought that everything in their relationship up to that point had been a lie, but it wasn't. Oh, okay. So he, he kind of was like, yeah, but I met the love of my life. It's fine. Like, we're married. So he, he decided in the casino to get married to this person he just met? They met in the casino, and then after two days of knowing each other on March 18th, 2009, they were married in a chapel on the Las Vegas Strip. Oh, okay. I'm glad he gave it two days, you know? Just like yeah. <laughs> the second they meet in a casino seems a little fast. Oh, yeah. Very fast. As they say in Frozen, can't marry a man you just met. <laughs> There's a line from Rick and Morty that popped into my head that was like, Oh, do days move much faster on your planet? Because you're moving really quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, though, it's, it was very, very quick. Fiori's mother, as well as pretty much everyone that knew this couple, reported that they argued frequently. Just two months after the couple married, Jenkins was charged with battery constituting domestic violence for an incident in which Jenkins hit Fiori on the arm, causing her to fall into the swimming pool, which doesn't really sound like a whole hell of a lot. I'm not exactly sure what happened. It um, sounds like a like a shove. Yeah. But still. But despite this, the two did reconcile. Good for them. Yeah, I guess. Also in June of 2009, production began for season three of the VH1 show I Love Money. Jenkins was asked to go on the show, but was somewhat reluctant because of his tumultuous relationship with Fiori. Jenkins actually met up with Megan Hauserman because the two did have what Megan described as an on and off friendship. And Megan was the one that actually convinced Jenkins that going on the show would be good for him. When talking about this meeting, Megan says Jenkins was, quote, not himself. He had lost a lot of weight and was extremely paranoid, thinking that the producers of I Love Money had hired Megan to get him to go on the show. Megan says that as the two parted that day, she told him that she was moving back to Florida. This was not true, but she says she told him this lie because she, quote, never wanted to see him again. Unknowingly to her, she really never would. Megan told him that? Yeah. I guess she just got a bad vibe from him. She was like, this is not the guy that I've known the past couple months. 
I don't know what's going on with him. He's super paranoid. He's lost a lot of weight. He's just like acting weird. Yeah. And so she kind of wanted to end their friendship because she just felt weird. So she ended their friendship and parted ways with him, but still gave him over to the VH1 I Love Money people. I don't I mean, she wasn't working for VH1 at the time. Oh, okay. I thought she, she was just told him that it might be a good opportunity for him to like get away and go on the show. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That it's still <sighs> Never mind. Maybe she's not that I great a friend. Honestly, maybe she just thought like having the time away from his wife or whatever would help him get back to who he was. Maybe. I I'm cu- I'm getting where she's coming from, but if you thought that he was so bad that you had to get that far away from him, I would just say if somebody looks like they need help, get them help. Oh, yeah, I don't know if it was as much like he needs help. I think it was just like she was like sketched out by him and like realized that he wasn't I don't know. Obviously, no, I wasn't there. Oh, okay. He just wasn't the same. That's what it is. Okay, sorry. I thought that he was like kind of creepy and like scary change. I don't know. I don't know exactly how it was, but I guess it wasn't alarming enough for her to like alert police or anything. It was just like he's lost a lot of weight. Like he seems off. Like maybe this relationship is taking a toll on him. Maybe he needs to like get away for a little bit. Okay. And so she suggested a reality show, which is probably a great vacation. Well, he had already he had already been like pursued by the people and he was kind of like, "Do you think I should do it?" Oh, okay. Sorry, I know you just said that. <laughs> no, that's okay. So, I Love Money 3 began production towards the end of June of 2009 and filmed for one month in Mexico. During this time, Jenkins had a lot of trouble being away from Fiori. He was extremely jealous of her relationships with her ex-boyfriends and it drove him crazy thinking what she might be doing while he was gone. He would, I guess, call her all the time and the producers had planned to make it kind of like a joke of the show that he's obsessed with his model wife because he would always be calling her like, what are you doing? Who are you with during the filming of it? But he obviously couldn't go home. That's so weird. Yeah. Isn't the show to find some for somebody to find a millionaire to marry? That was Megan wants a millionaire. I love money. Is they're just like, it's kind of a reality show competing for money. They're like seeing what people would do for money. Oh, oh, okay. It's a different show. Yeah, I'm sorry. I should have. No, it's okay. I just thought it was a dating show and was like, that's weird if the dating show wanted to showcase how he was oh, calling no, no. his model <laughs> wife all the time. <laughs> Being a creepy husband. I Love Money is more like Survivor or Fear Factor or something like that. It's just people doing okay. like crazy stuff and challenges and things for money. Okay. That sounds entertaining. Yeah. So I guess he was a big enough personality on Megan Wants a Millionaire, which... At this point, it hadn't even aired yet when they started filming I Love Money 3. But, like, I guess the producers just thought he was a good personality to bring on I Love Money. Which happens a lot, I guess, not really in VH1 anymore, but on MTV with, like, Are You the One? They, like, go to the challenge and stuff like that. Like, the people that are in the... Do you know what I'm saying? People that are on those shows are kind of on, like, all of them. Right, yeah. Like, they're... um The newest season of Survivor, I don't know what number it is, Boston Rob is on again. It's like winners. I think it's his fourth or fifth time being on Survivor. Yeah. So sometimes they'll just like bring on people that may be like fan favorites or I guess he wasn't a fan favorite at this point, but they liked his personality. And because he was a villain, the producers probably thought it would be a good person to have on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So after filming I Love Money, Ryan Jenkins went back to California. 
According to his father, Fiore was really the only person Jenkins knew in California. And sometimes she would disappear for days without telling him where she was, which contributed to Jenkins' jealousy and paranoia. That's only a little bit weird if she's a model. Like, maybe she went too far away and then partied and then just stayed over, but... Yeah, I'm not sure. But did he suck so much she didn't even, like, shoot him a text? Like, that That feels kind of mean. <laughs> no, she would just disappear and then show back up. Ah. According to his dad, I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, how true it is. So the two began to have arguments again, and Jenkins was in need of a way to get their relationship back on track. Lucy Skulls, the contestant that I mentioned earlier that he met on I Love Money, who now has that podcast, Mm -hmm. talks about how she was in contact with Jenkins after filming because he knew that she went horseback riding frequently. And I guess Fiore had apparently always wanted to go horseback riding. So he wanted to surprise her by bringing her to ride with Lucy and they made potential plans to do this to because Jenkins just really wanted to make Fiori happy at this point to get them to stop fighting all the time. Okay. And then Jenkins ended up asking Lucy for a rain check, which was the last time that Lucy heard from Jenkins. Huh. That sucks because horseback riding would be a really good way to <laughs> to make amends. <laughs> yeah, especially if it's like her dream to go horseback riding. That's kind of thoughtful yeah. of him. That sounds really nice. On August 13th, Jenkins and Fury traveled to San Diego for a poker tournament. They checked into the La Berge Hotel and then went to the nearby Hilton for the tournament. At around 2.30 a.m., the couple was seen leaving the Hilton to go to a club called the Ivy Hotel. At 4.30 a.m., Jenkins was seen returning to the La Berge Hotel alone. At around 9 a.m. the next morning, Jenkins checked out of the hotel alone and returned home to Los Angeles. Well... That raises some red flags right away. On August 15th, a body was discovered stuffed into a suitcase in an alley in Buena Park, California. It was the body of a woman, but it could not be identified at first because her fingers and teeth had all been removed. She was badly beaten and strangled. Oh, my God. That night that the body was found, August 15th, Jenkins reported Fiore missing. He told police that when they returned from their trip, she had gone to run some errands and never returned. This kind of stuck out to me because Jenkins' father had said that she often went missing for days on end. So why would he report her missing this time? Maybe because he knew exactly where she was all along. Dun, dun, dun. I got chills. (laughs) (laughs) On August 18th, the body was identified using a rather uncommon method. The serial number on her breast implants. Oh, my God. I didn't even know that was. A- <laughs> right. That's amazing. So it took them three days, but I guess like they were probably doing an autopsy and pulled it out and were like, holy shit, there's a number on these. And like, I don't like I don't know who figured that out, but that's genius. <laughs> that's really, really awesome. It also means that if you're afraid that you're going to get murdered and have your teeth knocked out and your fingers cut off, you should probably get fake boobs. Mm-hmm. it's totally justified it's to save everybody else from your killer yeah so police were now able to determine that this was indeed the body of jasmine fiore fiore's car was found abandoned about a mile from the couple's home there was a significant amount of blood in the car as well as many strands of her hair indicating that there was a fair amount of hair pulling during whatever struggle took place 
Security camera footage was able to determine that Jenkins left the couple's home on August 16th, the morning after he reported her missing. Again, this is two days before she was identified. He left Los Angeles and drove to Nevada, got into his speedboat, and quite literally escaped to Canada. Oh my gosh. Where he is originally from. He told police that he was going to, quote, solve some immigration issues, but the timing could not be any more suspicious. Mm-hmm. Because of his disappearance, he was charged with the murder of Jasmine Fury, and a warrant was issued for his arrest. Wow. When looking into the security footage from the La Berge Hotel in San Diego, police are able to put together what they think happened the night of the poker tournament. Ooh, I love security camera footage pieced together. That's the best. Oh, I know, right? That's why I love See No Evil. That's a really good show. Yeah. See, have you checked that out on ID? No, I haven't. See No Evil is cases that are solved with basically just camera footage. They like piece together different security cameras and it's oh, it's awesome. It's creepy too, though. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love that. I, I just find that so it's like the best like detective mystery. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you just like watching different beats. It's literally a puzzle where you just have to put the pieces in the right order. Yeah. It's awesome. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Let's get down to this mystery. So police believe that on the way home from the club, the couple got into an argument, probably having to do with Jenkins' jealousy. It's believed that he beat her pretty severely and did not want anyone at the hotel to see her like this. As I said before, Jenkins was seen returning alone. However, there was a back entrance to their hotel room, which had no cameras. Jenkins is seen coming in the front door and running to their room where he is believed to open the back door and let her in the back. Fury's blood and strands of her hair were found near this back entrance, adding more validity to this theory. Oh, wow. About an hour later, Jenkins is seen walking into the hallway with the phone from his room in his hand. Like the phone. The corded phone? Like the phone that comes with the hotel room. Oh, Okay, that's weird. Why do you think he might have brought the phone with him? Oh, I, I don't know. Who is he talking to? He's not on the phone. He just brought the phone with him. Because he used the phone wire to strangle her. No. See, my mind went to, there's somebody alive in the hotel room that he doesn't want to call the police. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he took the phone with him so that she wouldn't be able to call 911. But she's still alive in there then at that point. Yeah, I think what he what the police kind of pieced together is that she's still alive at this point and he left the hotel room in the first place to get a bucket of ice and then he goes back to his room. So what they think is happening in the hotel room at this time is him apologizing to her and being like, listen, I'm so sorry. That was so unlike me. I would never do that to you. I can't believe I did that. Like, please forgive me. All that typical abuser bullshit. Yep. And Jasmine was pretty much like, no, I'm calling the police. I'm done with you. Like, I don't want to be married to you anymore. I'm not taking your shit. I'm going to call the police and I'm getting out. Yeah. Yeah. So So the next time Jenkins is seen is checking out the next morning. Oh, okay. Police continued to search for Jenkins. They found his empty boat 
in Canada with the engine still warm. So they felt like they were right behind him, but the search continued. On August 20th, 2009, Jenkins is seen with a young blonde woman at the Thunderbird Motel in Hope, British Columbia. He parks a PT cruiser near the dumpster, apparently trying to stay out of sight. Then the woman went into the lobby and paid in cash for the couple to stay there for three days. She was reportedly very calm and friendly, making small talk with the manager, and she was probably between 25 and 30 years old. Okay. Shortly after the couple went into the room together, the woman leaves, never to be seen again. Don't know who this woman was. Huh. I mean, it could have been a prostitute that he just paid to do all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. On August 21st, the manager of the motel reports seeing Jenkins walking around outside his room looking exhausted. He now describes him as completely unrecognizable to his picture on TV. Oh, wow. So he's really... I don't know exactly what that meant, but he like didn't look wow. like himself. So he went hard and fast and down that downward spiral. Yeah. On August 23rd, when the couple failed to check out of the motel, the manager had his nephew go check the room. Jenkins was found hanging from a belt in the closet. He was dead. Mm. A suicide note was found on his computer, saved on August 20th, and labeled Last Will and Testament. The note was an apology to his family for, quote, causing so much trouble. However, he never admitted to killing Fury in his note. According to Sergeant Bill Kohanek, quote, about half of the letter described how much he loved her, and in the same breath, he would talk about how frustrated she made him and that he felt very jealous about some of her relationships, and that frustrated him immensely. When looking further into Ryan Jenkins, it was found that he had been charged in Canada for beating his ex-girlfriend. Okay. And... When VH1 did his background check before taking him on the show, this was somehow missed because I guess it was in Canada and they were running his background for the United States. Oh, that's really scary. Yeah. So like they never would have taken him on the show, obviously, if they knew what had happened. Maybe none of this would happen. But because it happened in Canada, they had no idea. It's also interesting that he in the suicide note, I noticed he only addressed like his family. So he doesn't address Jasmine. No, I mean, I know that he would know that she was dead, but like he, I don't know. It's weird that he talks about her at all to me. The, the letter itself was never released. So I'm not sure exactly what he said. This is just what the Sergeant kind of said that was in the note. So uh, he did talk about Jasmine in the letter, but Again, he wrote it after her body was found. Right, right. So. So. It's still, it's so weird. I don't know that, like, like if I killed somebody, I don't know that I would refer to them that way in my suicide note. So strange. Yeah. I, but we're like, I mean, all the circumstantial evidence is like, yep, no, he did it. So. So VH1 stopped airing Megan Wants a Millionaire after the third episode. Somehow they released episodes four and five to Megan and then she posted them to her YouTube channel. So they have up to episodes four and five, but the rest of it was never released at all. So you never see him getting eliminated or anything or who she chose or anything like that. 
And it's because of this. Yes, because okay. it was airing during this investigation, so they paused it. Okay. They never aired I Love Money 3 at all because it hadn't started airing by the time this happened. Ryan Jenkins is rumored to have won the season of I Love Money. Oh. Yeah. So VH1 shows are not the same as they used to be with many shows in the same vein as Megan and Money not being produced since. So I guess we have Ryan Jenkins to thank for <laughs> not, th- not having these awesome reality shows anymore. Yeah. It's probably the residual effect from that that canceled next on MTV. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like these shows used to be so fun. <laughs> They're all gone. It's, but It's I mean, really sad, though, because I feel like it was really noticeable how what was uh, that something was going wrong in his head he was having some kind of trouble with mental health and it was really noticeable to everybody that saw him everybody noted how he wasn't the same guy anymore but nobody like checked or really tried to give it get him any help yeah i don't know i guess maybe he like, I don't really know what the severity of it was. You know what I mean? Nobody was very specific in what they were talking about. Megan was just kind of like, he seemed different. But I yeah. don't know if they, maybe like, knew. I mean, he's also the abuser in this case. Right. And the murderer in this case. So, really, it's a sad story. Well, it's a sad story for everybody. But Jasmine, and that's why women don't leave. It's not it's not domestic violence month, but I, it's a sad fact. If you want to suggest other cases for us to cover or talk to us about your favorite reality TV shows, you can email us at deaddrunkpod at gmail.com. If you want to see a video of the shot and share a picture of your shot that you can make at home, if you have all those ingredients or access to a liquor store, you can follow us on Instagram at Dead Drunk Crime. You can follow us on Twitter at Dead Drunk Crime, even though we don't tweet. Yeah, we don't tweet, but we'll read if you tweet us. We're good at that. <laughs> We're good at reading. <laughs> um, and you can follow us on our Facebook page at Dead Drunk, a true crime podcast. If you want to read all about this crazy case and go further into the sources or watch whatever available episodes there are of Megan Wants a Millionaire, you can find all those sources on our website at deaddrunkpodcast.com. We also have merch that'll be linked in the show notes and in our blog posts on the website, which now have pictures. I love that. About that. I love that so much. <laughs> Yay. I'm I'm looking for a chaser for us right now. Okay. Um, I did find a quiz that is called I Love Money. And it's to see if you love money. How much you love money. Oh, okay. Are you ready? I guess. I'm as ready as I'll ever be. All right. Question one. Do you have a bank account? That's confidential. Yeah. I might get robbed. Not robbed. <laughs> rob. I might get robbed. Yep. Nope, I don't have because I don't trust the bank. <laughs> I think I have several accounts on different banks. I have on my piggy bank account. 
Who wrote this? What <laughs> no is idea. <laughs> I don't know. This that's is why the, that's why oh it's my funny. god. Uh, I don't know. I do you I, have several accounts on different banks? I don't, but sure. Let's pick that one. Okay. Next. If given the chance to become rich, what will be the first thing you are going to buy? <laughs> hmm, I think a Lamborghini. People will surely have stiff necks staring at my shiny car then. What? <laughs> <laughs> Why would their necks get stiff? I don't know. A little white house with white fences. I am not lavish with anything. I preferred simplicity. It says I little white house. Yep. <laughs> Wow, oh. I should buy a very expensive dinner because I am totally hungry with almost sandwiches per night. I'm sorry, this is written so poorly, I have to tell you about so... <laughs> my aunt's friend wrote a book, but didn't have anybody edit it. Oh my god, no. It's the worst thing I've ever read, so... <laughs> Every time something reads like it, I just call it what the title of that book is, which was A Martial Arts Journey Experience. <laughs> <laughs> this quiz is 100% a martial arts journey experience. <laughs> I love that martial arts <laughs> journey experience for you. <laughs> it's oh. also what I'm going to name my band if I ever start a band. A martial yes. arts journey experience. I love that. Um, and the last option is nah. I don't want to waste my money. Not even a penny. N- nah. Because that was the best sentence. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just pick the most grammatically correct sentences for our options? Yes. All right. Do you believe in genie? And there's a picture of the genie from Aladdin. Oh, I thought it was going to say Jesus. Nope. It, genie. Like genie is. A- <laughs> I don't believe in magic, but I do believe in hard work. Hard, hard work is one word here. Hard oh, work. Great. It's a rumor that once upon a time, a poor Arab became rich after discovering an antique lamp. <laughs> it's a rumor. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's true. I'll just Aladdin first. <laughs> what this is so unfair i've rubbed like a hundred lamps but no genie come out oh they're those are all bad <laughs> those are all bad <laughs> i don't know let's pick the the one that says aladdin in it that, that i'm one. not sure if it's true i'll just aladdin first yes <laughs> that's fair have like you the tr- use of aladdin as a verb <laughs> <laughs> have you tried bookkeeping I hate math. That's why I didn't pursue that accounting course. I have worked on several projects with regards to bookkeeping. Nope. I thought bookkeeping is for librarian. (laughs) I think twice, but then stopped because I have made it all wrong. What is that (laughs) one? Oh, my God. (laughs) I think twice, but then stopped because I have made it all wrong. Okay, not that one. Let's pick the the first one. Mm -hmm. I don't like math. Mm -hmm. What do you think about a gold digger? And there's a picture that says gold digger, like a hooker, just smarter. (laughs) I think a gold digger is very hardworking person with chisel and mortar. What? Oh, my God. They think it's a sculptor. (laughs) Yucks. Gold digger is like a leech who will obtain your money till you drop to nothing. No comment. I don't mind others' business. Gold diggers are beautiful women who makes old gentlemen as their lover to acquire money. 
that literal definition. I want the last one. <laughs> you want to pick that one? Yeah. Okay. It's just the definition of the word. <laughs> Have you experienced pawning something valuable? I don't think so. That's pretty unlucky. Yeah, and it was my little gold robot. I miss him so much. Oh my God. <laughs> nah, I don't have any valuables for pawning. I just have to borrow on my mom then pawning. Those are the answers? Yep. I just have to borrow on my mom is one answer? I just have to borrow on my mom then pawning. And it's oh. T-H-A-N. Oh. Let's do the, um, the, nah, I don't have any valuables. Okay. Have you dreamed becoming the richest man in the world? Not I don't know. Have you dreamed? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I'm afraid that robbers may get me and kill me. Tragedy. <laughs> no, you get murdered first. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Everybody's waiting to snatch you out. I have dream of that once, but I was discouraged because it didn't come true. <laughs> I'm contented with three meals, clothes, and a warm bed. Okay, that one. <laughs> you don't want to say, I'm afraid robbers may get me and kill me? Tragedy? That one. Let's pick that one. <laughs> no, I already picked the other one. Tragedy. All right, last question. Do you believe that money can buy anything? I believe not. Money can't buy me. I guess it has its true point. Money can make the world go round. I don't think so. My pride is bigger than money. Or, yeah, but only in Jesse J's song. <laughs> yeah, but only in Jesse J's song. <laughs> All right, I'm getting, I'm calculating your results. You got slightly in love with money. You are slightly in love with money, not entirely in love, but just a little. That's it. That's the whole description. Yep. <laughs> Thanks to ProProfs.com for that quiz. I loved it so much. Maybe we'll I put it in it. our show notes so that you can take it too because it is just so um, well put together. <laughs> you know, I loved it. It's so well written. It's perfect. And it got me. It nailed me. I'm only slightly <laughs> in love with money. <laughs> It's very accurate quiz. I have dream to take accurate quiz. Aladdin. <laughs> Tragedy. <laughs> uh, all right. Bye, Mom. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this martial arts journey experience. <laughs> <laughs>